Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with 
the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio right here on The Fringe FM. You can catch the show five nights a week, Monday through Friday. We are broadcasting around the world and on the TalkStream Live app, the Paranormal Radio app, and the Fringe FM app that you can download for free with those other apps. Visit thefringe.fm or just fringe.fm for the network website or visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you go on over to the website, you will find our full show archive, our montage archive, my digital book archive, and much more. And if you'd like to support the show, and if you can't always hear The Secret Teachings live and you miss the replays or you only hear a little bit of the show, you can go to the website, subscribe to become a member, and you'll get access to the show archive, the montages, and my digital books, which include Food Philosophy, Occult Arcana, and The Technological Elixir. It's a really great deal. We offer a weekly, a monthly, and a yearly subscription, so you can choose which one works for you. The yearly is much cheaper, of course, and you'll also get a free copy of one of those books autographed with free shipping in the U.S. sent to you when you subscribe. So check that out at www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to become a member today and support not only The Secret Teachings, but support The Fringe FM and support yourself. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email me at rdgable at yahoo.com, and those emails will go directly to me. I don't have a team. I don't have people that read them for me. The only people that have access to my email are me and the National Security Agency, maybe the World Economic Forum. I'm not quite sure, but they seem to have a lot of power. I read all my own emails, rdgable at yahoo.com, rdgable at yahoo.com, and the social media page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. I haven't done this for a while, but tonight is part one of a two-part series on something that I can't really wrap a theme around, per se. I was looking at words, and I like to use wordplay, and I like to mess with movie titles and you know, popular culture things, memes, ideas, to come up with different types of show names. And... In the process, sometimes there's so much information, there's so much content, rather than just having a generalized conversation about it, we need to kind of press it and compact it into something that's more digestible. And part of that process is trying to apply a theme to it so that we can kind of understand the theme becomes almost like the skeletal structure and we can use that to kind of see where the information takes us. 
And so I noticed a couple of things that I found interesting that will take us through tonight and into tomorrow night's broadcast as well. And I'm going to take you through conspiracy. I'm going to take you through everything from food, education, production, resources, censorship, medical tyranny. I'm going to put it all together tonight and tomorrow. The first thing that I had read about came from Texas, and I was planning on doing a show on the smart meter and talking about how the smart meter, or so they call it a smart meter, having interviewed uh, Josh Del Sol, who made a documentary about smart meters, having read the federal report on smart technology and the Internet of Things, reading intelligence agencies, analysis of the IoT, of artificial intelligence, of the smart grid, of smart meters. I put it all together, actually, in a book. It's called The Technological Elixir. All that data is just basically in the introduction. It's an enormous book. It's uh, about 450-plus pages, so it's a huge book, size 11 font. It's all in there. But when I was reading about this stuff years ago and contacting the power company and asking about smart meters and being laughed at, regardless of your view on technology, good or bad, smart meters have been known to have a knack to accidentally overcharge people. It's very, very convenient. They just... Sometimes they just accidentally overcharge you, and sometimes they overcharge you by a large amount of money, like not 5 or $6. Sometimes people are overcharged a couple hundred dollars. Now, you remember a few months ago when Texas went through an incredible winter storm, and we did a show on that called The Red Star State. And we talked about the Chinese and the American weather control programs and the ability to create artificial snowfall. It becomes natural in a sense, but artificially induced natural snowfall. We talked about ERCOT, the power companies. We talked about what the Texas power grid did and what people did to the Texas power grid and how people were charged in an emergency upwards of 10 or more thousand dollars for power bills because they had to shut down the power supply because of things that relate to green policies and things that relate to quote unquote climate change basically they had to shut down power production in an emergency they were demanded to shut down by the federal government power in an emergency because output would have increased various forms of pollutions and therefore people died as a result of this and people were charged thousands of dollars because power was not as available. Now, Texas, just a few months later, Texas and Texan residents have seen companies automatically raise the temperature of their thermostats without their Conscious consent. An article from Business Insider, June 20th, 2021, reported 
Texas power companies automatically raised the temperature of customers' smart thermostats in the middle of a heat wave. Texas power companies automatically raised the temperature of customers' smart thermostats in the middle of a heat wave. This is a report from KHOU 11 News. What customers didn't realize was that they had enrolled their thermostats in an energy conservation promotion called Smart Savers Texas, run by a company called Energy Hub that has partnerships with power companies like ERCOT. The program gives Energy Hub permission to adjust participants' smart thermostats remotely during times of peak energy demand in exchange for entry into a sweepstakes. Well, there you go. Give access to your home's heating and cooling system to a power company and another company as part of a promotion. You opt into it, you might win something wonderful. According to Erica Diamond, Energy Hub's Vice President of Customer Solutions, during a demand response event, Smart Savers Texas increases the temperature on participating thermostats by up to 4 degrees to reduce energy consumption and relieve stress on the grid. The ability to reduce energy consumption is critical to managing the grid in Texas and nationwide. CenterPoint Energy, a major energy provider in Texas, told KPRC2 that it had, quote, conducted a test curtailment event from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. And it adjusted the thermostat set point for those enrolled customers. Now, see, years ago, when I talked about the smart meter and the smart thermostat, people told me that is beyond a conspiracy. That technology doesn't exist. Obviously, these people were living in a fantasy world because you could buy these things at Best Buy. Power companies were automatically installing even without your consent. And even when you've petitioned to not have it installed, they were installing so-called smart meters on the original analog meters or replacing those analog meters with smart meters. Then, once it was more publicly acceptable that this was happening and it was glorified and it was kind of turned into a trend to buy this smart technology, what happened was, People began saying things to me and sending me emails like, well, sure, but they're not going to spy on you. And I always said, it's not just about spying. It's not just about law enforcement. It's not just about hackers. It's about having control of your energy in your home. But no, they wouldn't do that now. They're doing it. They're doing this in Texas. Companies are doing this in Texas, but... Don't worry because you have to opt into the program. Too bad most of you probably didn't know that you had opted into the program if you are opted into such a program. Because just like everything else, this is very par for the course. You're opted into things without knowing you're opted into things. Here in the state of New York, you go to a hospital and you have a baby. You didn't know that without your consent, just by the fact that you were there and without it being in any fine print at the hospital, in any paper that you signed or filled out, believe me, I read every single line like a lawyer, nothing about blood collection and how you have an option to opt out of it. Nothing about various vaccines, that you have an option to opt out of them, like hepatitis. You have to know that going into the hospital. So these customers in Texas, 
They were opted into something, but they didn't even fully realize what they had opted into. And now companies can take control of your thermostat. Hackers can take control of your thermostat. Now, it's interesting because the last week in the media, we've seen a lot of coverage of the the big, infamous G7 Summit. We saw all the world leaders, Canada, Trudeau, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the UK, and the United States with that rotting corpse. They got up on their little platform and they bumped elbows because they're aliens and aliens don't like shaking hands. And they got up and they talked a lot about nuclear energy and how nuclear energy would be a wonderful way And in fact, it's already being done in China to reduce carbon emissions. And so in the midst of that, it was almost kind of, I don't know, ironic. China was experiencing a nuclear plant leak. Now, China has denied that this incident is severe, but the U.S. State Department is still very concerned about it. The United States, as of about 12 days ago, almost two weeks ago, was assessing the reported leak at this facility. So China at the G7 was praised for their green energy and their nuclear technology while they're experiencing a nuclear plant leak. And when we think back about the Russian nuclear plant leak a few years ago, you think back about Chernobyl, you think back about Fukushima, you think back about Three Mile Island, there's a nuclear plant not 35, 40 minutes up the road from where I am here in West Bloomfield, New York. It's right outside of Rochester, New York. And when I'm in the city, it's maybe 10 to 15 miles, uh, minutes, 10, 15 minutes, miles down the road. But the G7 is attempting to accelerate our world towards nuclear energy for decarbonization. And I found that incredible. Not only was it ironic with what was happening in China a few weeks ago, but, and we still don't have the full story, but the solar winds attack that was disclosed, the hack attack, the cyber attack that was disclosed in 2020, affected numerous federal agencies, including the National Nuclear Security Administration, an agency within the U.S. Department of Energy responsible for overseeing the nation's nuclear stockpile and the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. They also believed with this hack, U.S. electric utilities were also made vulnerable as a result. Why would we want to establish a system in which everything from your thermostat, where we get the power and we adjust it for heat or cold, to where that power comes from, nuclear technology, why would we want to connect all of that to a grid that is 100% controlled by what they call a smart system? In other words, algorithms and artificial intelligence, a grid in which once everything is fully connected to the Internet of Things and plugged into what amounts to a digital sub-reality, 
one hack, one cyber attack, one solar flare would essentially bring the infrastructure of the world to a catastrophic halt or a catastrophic failure. And it turns out that a single password, one password, might have been the reason that the Colonial Pipeline was also shut down. A one-password, one-username issue. Colonial Pipeline was shut down. So you tell me why it's okay and why it's not dangerous to connect everything, not only to the dangers of nuclear technology, connect everything to the smart grid, your smart meter, your smart thermostat, nuclear technology, all to stop carbon dioxide emissions. I'm going to tell you a lot more about this when we come back from break. There's much more than just power. There's much more than just smart devices. This is much deeper and it's a much wider reaching conspiracy. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay with us. There's more after this. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. You are listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, where you can catch The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable five nights a week after Lighting the Void with Joe Rook. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of my books. For the month of June, home of the summer solstice, you can submit a one-time donation of only $45 and get a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping. For those of you who want to consistently support the show, you can subscribe for a monthly donation and get the same access to the archive. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donation Subscribe tab at the top of the page. If you're just interested in the books, you can find each one of those on the website as well. And if you have any questions, you can email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. Thank you so much for supporting The Secret Teachings over the years. I look forward to keeping you company through all the late nights and early mornings for many years to come. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app free in google play and the ios app store do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in join me jess rogie the host of the rogie report where we explore the unrevealed every wednesday night live at 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern here on the fringe fm ktlk digital broadcasting This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. 
and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. You are tuned into The Secret Teachings. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. I know you guys have heard a lot about the World Economic Forum. You've probably heard a lot of conspiracy theories, and you've probably heard a lot of conspiracy theorists and a lot of people that speak out of their rear end that don't actually read, that don't actually research, that don't actually investigate. They parrot what other people say or they misunderstand things and take things out of context or omit critical details. I want to share with you tonight, some, it's like a pattern that I just recognize. And maybe maybe I'm the one who's losing it. Maybe I'm the one who is a little bit delusional. I want to share something with you tonight as part of a two-part series. Tonight is part one, tomorrow is part two. I want to ask you some rhetorical questions, but I'd like you to think about them just for a moment in your head. How would you get somebody, the average human being, how would you get somebody to voluntarily halt their movement? Stop taking planes, stop driving their car, stop taking buses, stop leaving their homes. How would you get the average person to reduce the way in which they exhale, the way in which they live their lives and choose to have a family or not. How would you get the general population to be indoctrinated into a digitally monitored indoctrination slash education system? How would you get, how would you create, how would you manifest justification to outright Censor online content 
to outright censor social media and other forms of media. Not only censor it, but create enough justification that the people who are being censored agree with the censorship. How would you convince people to participate in what otherwise would be illegal medical experiments? How would you convince people to no longer use cash, to no longer even use cards, or ultimately things like digital payments from their phone? How would you convince people to stop eating their favorite foods, to stop eating meat, to stop drinking milk, to stop eating cheese, ice cream, etc.? How would you convince people to do any of these things, let alone all of these things? Well, you could present politically motivated legislation. You could suggest that the country adopts something akin to the Green New Deal. You could suggest in isolated statements that Americans should reduce flying. They should reduce car usage. They should reduce meat. You could do all of these things. You could introduce legislation. You could suggest it to people. You could have it pumped out in the nightly news. But how could you do all of these things where you can get the people not only to do them, to be coerced, but to participate willingly, consciously, knowingly, to agree with an ideology that prior to the convincing, there's no way a reasonable human being would agree to these things. Well, it's not just the legislation, it's not just the suggestion, it's not just the insinuation and the media bombardment. In the last year, to the last year and a half, fear has allowed for the establishment of a de facto Green New Deal. Fear has allowed for the establishment openly of what is called the Great Reset. Fear has kept people from flying, from driving, from moving out of their home, from leaving their home, from going outside, from breathing too much because you could inhale deadly viral particles or pass them to somebody else. It's forced education online. It's forced online media and social media censorship, and people applaud it because we need to save lives. Censor anything and everything, and I'll support it as long as we're saving lives. Tell people that cash, that coins are in shortage, and that cash and coin can carry disease, just like Credit cards could carry disease. There's no evidence or proof of it. In fact, it's quite contrary to all of the evidence and proof. But you convince people to believe this, and they'll willfully turn their wrist over, put their fingerprint down, and pay with biometrics. They'll willingly turn over personal medical information. They'll turn over information about their whereabouts for contact tracers. They will willingly give up their meat and their cheese and their dairy and their ice cream to save the world because it's really climate change that led to a pandemic, is it not? Lockdowns, some suggest, need to be 
instituted every couple of months, every couple of years to curtail carbon dioxide emissions. It's just funny to me how all the things that were conspiracies, how all the things that were proposed by the United Nations, that were proposed in part by communist sympathizers and the communist manifesto, it's strange that Maoist ideology, Stalinist ideology, Hitlerian ideology, ultimately authoritarian ideology. It's amazing, it's incredible, and it's quite egregious that all the things that were conspiracies or relegated to history have all been not only introduced, but accepted as part of daily life either to save grandma or to save the planet. And these things are a result of a so-called pandemic, a pandemic that had been analyzed as a drill prior to the pandemic, from lockstep to event 201. Now, with things like Cyber Polygon, a project part of the World Economic Forum's Center for Cybersecurity, it would seem as if the threat of cybersecurity attacks and hacking has in one way or another gone as live as a so-called pandemic. All of this really should begin with an executive order issued by the former president. Executive Order 13920, issued in May 2020. It prohibited federal agencies and U.S. entities from acquiring, transferring, or installing bulk power systems equipped that might pose an unacceptable risk to national security or public safety. In December of that year, a few months after the executive order was signed, the solar winds attack or the solar winds hack was revealed affecting not only companies and corporations but federal agencies such as the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, the US Department of Energy and the National Nuclear Security Administration. Not too long after the solar winds hack or attack was acknowledged in 2020, was disclosed in 2020. In the last six months since then, we've seen two major hack attacks. One, back in April of 2021, the networks of Colonial Pipeline Co. were compromised by a single password. A few days later, on May 7th, an employee in Colonial's control room saw a ransom note demanding cryptocurrency. It appeared on a computer around 5 a.m. Colonial paid the hackers, a group called Darkside, $4.4 million in ransom just shortly after the hack. It led, however, to shortages In gasoline, that led to panic buying and people panicking in general about having access 
to gasoline, about having the ability to travel and to move about. Then, just a few days ago, JBS, the largest beef supplier in the world, paid another group of ransomware hackers who breached its computer networks. They paid them $11 million. The company was hacked in May, same month. That Colonial Pipeline paid out $4.4 million to Darkside. JBS suffers a hack by a company or a group or whatever they are called R-Evil. Supposedly another group of Russian hacking, hackers, hacking gangs, whatever they want to call them. They paid $11 million. Now, when you break it down and think about it, the Cyber Polygon exercises organized by the World Economic Forum included events that combined the world's largest technical training exercises for corporate teams and an online conference featuring senior officials from international organizations and leading corporations. The 2021 conference discusses the key risks of digitalization and best practices for the secure development of digital ecosystems. The 2021 exercise builds and tests the skills needed to protect our industry centering on a targeted supply chain attack. So they're planning for a targeted supply line attack. We've seen supply lines greatly affected, shortages, companies shutting down from COVID testing and other things. But world leaders and the World Economic Forum and others are concerned about the possibility of a cyber attack, of a hack attack. Hack attacks like solar winds, which affected infrastructure and data in the United States. Colonial pipeline, which affected oil and gas and therefore transportation, energy. And JBS, which affected meat. And meat just happens to be one of those things that the World Economic Forum would like you not to eat anymore. That various liberal ideologies would like you to not consume anymore. Because left-leaning ideologies have usually been concerned more with the environment and with animals. And that, I believe, has been hacked itself and hijacked for an extremist ideology, and that is the elimination of the consumption of animal products and the replacing of those animal products with genetically modified soy products and other insect-based products. And it's convenient that some of the largest investors in genetically modified foods, one of the largest genetically modified crops being soy, one of the major investors also happens to be a major investor in farmland. Obviously, he wants his investment in farmland to be the basis for growing the soy that is genetically modified. He also has investments in climate engineering. Presumably, 
to help his farmland produce the crops that will then produce the fake meat for which he has substantial investments in. Or to eliminate competition by flooding or creating drought in competitive parts of the world. That someone is Bill Gates. And of course, with all the news and the heat of Bill Gates, suddenly Bill Gates is in the hot seat. Suddenly Bill Gates is not receiving the praise from the media and the praise from certain political groups that he normally does. Bill Gates has kind of disappeared into the darkened corners of the Internet, has kind of disappeared and pulled off a vanishing act. And now his wife, who suffered through Bill Gates's cheating and his hall passes, who suffered through his abuse, she has control of so much of his portfolio, so many billions of dollars and big companies and part of the foundation. It just sounds creepy when you say that. She has control of it now, so nothing to worry about. While Bill Gates owns the farmland, owns the genetically modified soy, and owns the soy-based fake meats, and owns the climate engineering technology. Of course, he doesn't own all of it, but he has major, substantial investments in these things, although he does own most of the farmland in the United States. So, people like Bill Gates, they want you to eat fake meat. They want you to believe that the climate is drastically changing because of you living and breathing. So you have to reduce carbon dioxide. We need more lockdowns. We need you to wear masks to reduce the carbon dioxide. We also need you to stop eating meat. We need you to eat other things. We need you to eat cockroach milk, maggot sausage, maggot ice cream. The World Economic Forum likewise says we need to stop eating meat. Or you can eat meat, you just have to eat meat that is produced in a laboratory. Now, I don't know if it's cosmically coincidental or it's some kind of synchronistic sign, but I popped onto the internet on Sunday and I was looking through some of the news and I saw an updated report about Subway. You know, Subway, eat fresh. And you go to Subway. I used to go there all the time. I used to eat Subway a lot. I haven't eaten Subway or fast food or anything for, for so many years now. Probably close to six years now. Maybe seven or eight, actually. Subway was sued for labeling its tuna and its famous tuna fish sandwich as tuna. In other words, there was no tuna in the tuna fish sandwich. The New York Times published a report on Sunday with results from a commercial lab analysis of, quote, 60 inches worth of Subway tuna sandwiches, end quote, purchased from three different locations in Los Angeles. The tuna meat was removed, froze, and shipped for testing. The results say this, quote, no amplifiable tuna DNA was present in the sample, and so we obtained no amplification products from the DNA. Therefore, we cannot identify the species. 
Others conducted laboratory experiments, and they found that there was tuna in it. However, the published report with three different samples taken to a laboratory showed that there was absolutely no tuna DNA in the meat at all. When I read that on Sunday, I went back to an article that I had read in 2017. DNA researcher at Trent University's Wildlife Forensic DNA Laboratory did an analysis of the DNA of a Subway chicken sandwich along with other fast food sandwiches from McDonald's and Wendy's and others in Canada for CBC Marketplace TV show. What they found was that the oven-roasted chicken scored 53.6% chicken DNA. In other words, it was missing some chicken. The chicken strips were found to have just 42.8% chicken DNA, missing a lot more chicken than the roasted chicken sandwich. The CBC reported the majority of the remaining DNA, quote, uh, question mark, quote, soy. The remainder of the DNA was soy. So what am I saying here? Right now, you go to Subway. And for a couple of years now, people have known that the chicken at Subway isn't really chicken. It's part chicken. In this analysis, this one analysis from Trent University's Wildlife Forensic DNA Laboratory, they found that the roasted chicken sandwich scored 53.6% chicken DNA. The chicken strips scored 42.8% chicken DNA. The majority of the remaining DNA was soy, according to the CBC report. This particular article out of NPR, DNA tests find Subway chicken only 50% meat, Canadian News Program reports. Then, according to a lawsuit filed against Subway, and it might be a very frivolous lawsuit in Subway's defense, DNA analysis of the tuna found that there was no amplifiable tuna DNA present in the sample, and so they cannot identify the species. Well, it kind of reminds me of pink slime. It kind of reminds me of all the fillers that go into the meats. What I'm saying here is that a lot of the things that we consume today, that there's tremendous theories and numerous conspiracies that are quite real, aimed at suggesting that people are trying to get you off of meat or conspiracies that are provable that there are those who wish for you to eat other forms of food that are not animal-based. They might be at the World Economic Forum. They might be your next-door neighbor who is a vegan. And I'm not a vegan, although I don't eat meat because vegans eat a lot of really gross stuff. However, a lot of what we're eating at a grocery store, a lot of what we're eating at fast food restaurants isn't even fully chicken, isn't even fully tuna, isn't even fully, well, look at Starbucks, the pumpkin spice latte. They finally added pumpkin puree to it a few years ago. Despite the fact that it had been marketed as a pumpkin spice latte, there was no pumpkin in the latte. And when people complained about it and Starbucks received negative feedback and PR, they decided to add some pumpkin to the pumpkin spice latte. Prior to that, there was no pumpkin in the latte. 
So, again, what am I saying here? You go out to fast food restaurants. You go to Starbucks. You think you're buying chicken. You think you're buying tuna. You think you're drinking a pumpkin latte, when in reality, you're maybe getting half the chicken. The rest is soy, which is really important, I would think, considering that a lot of people are very allergic to soy, whether it's because of the genetically modified process or it's because of the chemicals that are sprayed on the soy crops. If you're allergic to soy and you thought, well, I don't like soy anyway, I'm going to get a chicken sandwich from Subway. Turns out there's not much chicken in that sandwich, especially if you get the chicken strips, just under 43% actual chicken. What's in the rest of it? Well, it's a lot of fillers. In the ground beef, it's a lot of pink slime, as they call it. You don't really have to get people to stop eating meat. You don't really have to get people off of animal products. Much of what we consume anyway is already a processed, modified, alternate version of what the real product would be. I'm not talking about veggie burgers or soy-based burgers. Even a real beef patty, unless you know it's a 100% ground beef, Most of the ground beef you get, most of the chicken that you get, I'm talking in prepared sandwiches and meals, is either soy or, in the case of fish, there's no fish in it at all. So we're not even consuming these things. That when someone recommends that we stop eating animal products, we defend these products, yet a lot of what we're consuming isn't even the full product that we think we're consuming to begin with. This is the first indication That we're living not only a lie, but we're living with an alternate delusional view of the world that we interact with. We're living with that view because we believe that we have a right to eat as much meat, to eat as much dairy, to consume as much animal as possible. And despite the immense waste and the immense cost of producing those products, a lot of what we ultimately consume is just a mixture of those products with fillers because companies want to save money and sell more products. It's it's very similar if you've ever watched the the SpongeBob TV show. There's an episode where Mr. Krabs sells the Krusty Krab to this big corporation and they turn the Krabby Patty burger into this gray blob that's molded in a machine from a gray blob to what looks like a cheeseburger, and then they spray paint the bun and the cheese and the meat, and people eat it, but they don't know what they're eating because the company sells it very well. And Mr. Krabs finally says, with all these smoke and mirrors, nobody would even stomach this garbage. And then people hear, what did he say, garbage? And they look down. And on the outside, it looks like a nice big cheeseburger, but inside it's a gray blob. You've been conditioned and trained to consume things that are different than what you thought you were consuming. Conditioned to consume fake meat, tofu, or no meat at all. Who knows what's in it? Long before anybody ever suggested that you should stop eating meat because of climate change long before World Economic Forum scum 
started spreading their propaganda long before Klaus Schwab and long before Bill Gates. Those of you who consume meat and consume meat routinely probably should have another look at what you're eating and maybe have a talk with your friend who's a vegan. Your friend who's a vegan might be surprised to know that their friend, you, who eats a lot of meat, a lot of chicken, a lot of beef, probably are actually eating very similar to the vegan, especially if you're going to Subway. You're not really eating the meat. So nobody has to really condition you to accept these things, but it's an underlying current that's based on greed and an attempt to sell more product and save resources for a company that has gotten people already to eat chicken that's not really chicken, to eat tuna that's not tuna at all or really anything. Nobody even knows what the hell's in it. They couldn't find anything. It's just a mixture of things in the DNA analysis. Starbucks doesn't even have pumpkin in their spiced latte until a few years ago. And they have all these other ingredients that we're just generally unconcerned about that make us very sick. You name a company, you name a product that's processed, you name an ingredient, we'll break it down. But now the World Economic Forum and others are saying we need to cut out the meat. The White House is suggesting and implying we need to cut out the meat. Now, what about the big meat producers? Are they not upset? Are they not concerned? Of course they are. That's why the White House and these big groups, politicians don't outright tell you, No more meat for you. No soup for you if it has meat in it. No soup for you. They dance around the issue because for lots of reasons, they don't just come out and say, don't eat meat anymore. So in essence, a global lockdown not only has caused mass starvation, the ending of small businesses, mass suicide, it's prevented people and it's traumatized people into not leaving their homes, not flying, not driving their cars, wearing masks, and all of this to reduce carbon dioxide. Lockdowns are now suggested every couple of years, every couple of months to prevent carbon dioxide from growing in the atmosphere. This has led to a lacking of production, people not wanting to work or go back to work. There's a solution to that. It's called universal basic income. Education has shifted online. What you can search for online, social media, media, has become ultra-censored. People have begun experimentation on the general populace, receiving their consent from coercion and a free donut, or your chance to win a pickup truck in West Virginia, or you're entered into a lottery in Ohio. You're not forced, you're coerced into what otherwise is illegal medical experimentation using gene editing technology, using psychology. Your digital cash is safer than your regular cash. It's also cleaner than your regular cash. And the food shortages and the starvation is an artificial system created and utilized as another support pillar for the idea that we have to stop eating meat because we have to save the world. And in the midst of all of this, going to a digital currency and digital education and 
transferring all this information, everything online, get rid of books. Just everything is digital. Everything is connected to the IoT. Everything is run by AI. The same World Economic Forum, the same UN, they're still telling us that the biggest threat is, other than white people, with their cyber polygon exercise, the cybersecurity threats, hacking. And we've seen infrastructure attacks, data attacks from solar winds, the solar winds attack, the colonial pipeline attack, oil, gas, and then the JBS meat producer attack. And now they want nuclear energy? A simple password can compromise the whole system. Why? I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Find out when we come back from break. Stay with us. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Yeah, I don't know what to do! 
Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhanced and improved sound quality, edit out those awkward pauses and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound. Live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and loudness measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. The biggest thing is time. A lot of people that podcast don't have time. It's going to take you months to launch. If we did it for you, we could do it tomorrow. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. This is Jess Rogie, host of the Rogie Report, and you're listening to the Fringe FM, KTLK, digital broadcasting. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. Excuse me, ma'am. Do you know what's in that Krabby Patty you're eating? No. See that? Without all your smoke and mirrors, no one would stomach this garbage. What do you say? Garbage? A whistleblower has come forward to tell consumers about the ground beef a lot of us buy at the supermarket. Is it what we think it is, or is it padded with a filler the whistleblower calls pink slime? Where's the beef? The next time you get a footlong at Subway with chicken on it, ask what you're actually biting into. The Canadian Broadcasting Corporation tested chicken at five major fast food restaurants. Wendy's, McDonald's, you get the idea. Most of the scores were between 85 and 90% chicken DNA. And then there's Subway. Two popular chicken sandwiches they serve had only about half chicken DNA. Subway's results were so shocking, the team tested them again. So what else is in the meat? Soy. That's according to the DNA testing. Well, two customers at Subway say there wasn't tuna in their tuna sandwich, and they are suing the sandwich shop. So we did our own test to see what's between the bread. Subway, eat fresh. Court papers say independent testing shows the products are made from anything but tuna and are instead a mixture of various concoctions that have been blended together Fresh. to imitate the appearance of tuna. Fresh. Pink slime. Along with the fact that it contains no real pumpkins, other ingredients used to make the PSL. Most notably, Caramel Color 4. This additive was, quote, made with ammonia and considered a carcinogen. People like meat, and that's what we think, what we believe. You can eat meat as much as you want, only it is meat without uh, the use of animals. Would you support changing the dietary guidelines? The, the, yes. The, you know, the food pyramid, but people Yes, yes. To reduce red meat specifically. Yes, I would. Cockroach milk. It's real, and it's being called the new superfood. Overpopulation and food shortages. A scientist is suggesting maggot sausage as a meat alternative. Sustainable protein production lies with insects and new plant sources. I haven't had real butter since I was a little girl. 
What'd you get here? A government supply train on its way to Chancellor Sutton. <laughs> Court papers say independent testing shows the products are made from anything but tuna. Where's the beef? Subway's results were so shocking, the team tested them again. So what else is in the meat? Soy. That's according to the DNA testing. Pink slime. Subway, eat fresh. Without all your smoke and mirrors, no one would stomach this garbage. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings radio broadcast five nights a week, Monday through Friday, right here on The Fringe FM. A new DNA analysis has found that Subway's tuna sandwich doesn't actually contain any tuna, according to Market Business Insider and the New York Times. The results of the test showed from the tuna sandwich, no amplifiable tuna DNA was present in the sample, and so we obtained no amplification products from the DNA. Therefore, we cannot identify the species. That report comes out June 20th, 2021. It reminds me of a story I read from Canada back in March of 2017. A DNA test finds that Subway's chicken is only 50% meat according to a Canadian news program and according to a DNA researcher at Trent University's Wildlife Forensic DNA Laboratory. The television report was published and broadcast by CBC Marketplace, the episode. What they found was the oven-roasted chicken scored 53.6% chicken DNA. And the chicken strips were found to have just 42.8% chicken DNA. Not a lot of chicken in a chicken sandwich. About half the chicken. That's Subway. What about Starbucks, for example? Starbucks, up until about 2015, had their very popular, very famous pumpkin spiced latte. The only problem with it was there really wasn't any pumpkin in it. And we talked about this years ago on The Secret Teachings back in 2015. Years ago. No spiced pumpkin, just some spices. However, Starbucks decided to add some pumpkin to that latte because people were quite upset that they spent $6, $7, $8 for a pumpkin spice latte and received caramel coloring, received chemicals, and a bunch of sugar. Now, that's Starbucks. Subway apparently has an issue with their chicken and with their tuna. They can't really find the tuna in the tuna. They can't really find the chicken in the chicken. It's like 50%. I read those two articles, and I was going to do an entire show. I was going to call it, Where's the Beef? Where's the Chicken? Where's the Tuna? You know, like the old Wendy's commercial. I thought, that's a good show name. And then I started to read more about it. And I thought, you know, I don't think, I don't believe that it's a conspiracy, but I find it kind of ironic that the people who consume meat and the people that consume fast food or what I call fake food fast in my book, Food Philosophy, they've been eating meat products that weren't fully meat products. And I thought it was even more ironic, and I actually thought it was legitimately hilarious I, I, I was laughing at it when I originally read the CBC story that people who go to Subway thinking it's healthy, thinking it's fresher. I mean, they tell you it's fresh. Subway, eat fresh. 
So people that believe that and go to Subway and they think they're getting the chicken, they could get that protein, um, you're actually eating about 40 to 50% soy. So you're not getting all the, the meat protein that you think you're getting. It's, it's soy. Now, I personally don't eat meat, and I personally don't advocate for every single person to stop eating meat. I take a personal stance. I don't like animal agriculture, but I think there's a way to do it that is more environmentally acceptable, more ethically acceptable. We have a system for animal agriculture and for fish, seafood, that is a system that merely exploits not only the animal but the worker. It exploits the marketplace and it exploits the consumer. There are ways to consume seafood and animal products that are not an exploitation of nature, workers, or yourself as a consumer. So let's address that by acknowledging that and bringing balance to that argument. And now that we can do that, now that we've done that, we can go back to why it's a little bit ironic that so much of the stuff that you buy at the store isn't really what you thought it was. People laugh at the idea, I laugh too because I think it's funny, of drinking cockroach milk or eating sausage made of maggots or eating ice cream made of maggots. But these are real suggestions. These are real implications. These are real Trojan horses that are placed in the conscious and then they seep into the subconscious mind of the consumer. They see this in media. You see this in in comedy TV shows. Scientists want us to drink cockroach milk or eat maggot sausage or maggot ice cream. And once it's placed into the lexicon, once it's placed into the culture, once it's placed into society, and once it becomes part of the zeitgeist, the World Economic Forum and people like Bill Gates and the United Nations and political interests start saying, we need to stop eating meat entirely we need to reduce at minimal our meat consumption we need to halt animal agricultural productions because they're environmentally damaging because they are excessive and wasteful they are dangerous to employees etc 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 lots of reasons now although those are true statements there's no doubt about that where is the focus on the danger to the environment or the danger to the employee, or the danger to the consumer. Well, they say the danger to the environment is carbon dioxide, when things like methane are arguably far worse than carbon dioxide. You don't exhale methane. You exhale carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is not what the United Nations, is not what the World Economic Forum, is not what the World Bank wants to reduce as a greenhouse gas. Sure, there's specific talk about all greenhouse gases, methane being one of them, but they'll focus on the carbon dioxide. They'll focus on taking away, by implication or direct statement, your ability to purchase meat at a price that is reasonable 
and not excessively, outrageously expensive, so only the chancellor can afford to have meat and real butter. And they'll focus on things like the animal. If you are vegan, the animal has rights, the animal is affected, but people that are actually reading between the lines and vegans that are actually informed know it's not just about the animal and it's not just about the environment, it's about the workers in those facilities. It's about the covering up of workplace injuries and the speed at which the processes are conducted. But it's not even about that, it's about also the consumer who in some cases are consuming meats and they're paying a premium price for them And it's part filler, like the chicken at Subway, like the meats at so many other fast food restaurants filled with a pink slime or a pink slime variation. Yes, there are environmental problems. Yes, there are animal problems. Yes, there are problems with employee injuries. And yes, there's consumer problems. There are all kinds of problems. But the Iron Fist goes down and says, We will not have meat anymore. Meat shall be outlawed. And then you get people on the news and you get people on the YouTube and you get people on the social media that they want to defend the idea that meat is going to be taken from you. And I'll tell you right now, meat won't be taken from you, but just hear me out. So they start saying, well, no, nobody is telling you that your meat's going to be taken away. We just want to kind of reduce the consumption. And some do and some don't. Some say that, but what they ultimately want is to remove meat from the supermarket shelves. And they want to replace it with meat alternatives. Great. Meat alternatives, fine. Lots of questions, lots of answers, lots of speculation I have. I think a veggie burger is delicious. I don't need meat. I don't need a meat texture to enjoy an alternative burger. I don't need lawyers and psychologists defining and redefining words so a burger can only be made out of beef or milk can only come from a cow or ice cream can only be something that you get that's dairy-based. It's a cream, so cream must mean dairy. And the redefining words and saying, oh, yeah, you know, the thing is, we get caught up in the hyperbole. We get caught up in the exaggerations. We get caught up in the politics. We get caught up in things we don't understand. And we miss out on a lot of details. So tonight, I want to share those details with you. I want you to think about the idea, all the conspiracies, all the things you've heard. How exactly would you get people to stop driving their car and to stop flying, and to stop leaving their home, and to stop exhaling carbon dioxide. Maybe you tell them that they can't leave their house because there's a deadly virus. They can't fly because there's a deadly virus. They can't drive their car, and if they do, they shouldn't. They should stay home because there's a deadly virus. They should not exhale because they could spread the deadly virus, even if they're not sick. How would you get people to conduct all education online in digitally monitored networks where it's much easier to determine if what a teacher is teaching is not only part of the curriculum, but part of what the politically correct 
extremists desire. Well, education has to be shifted to online classes because there's a deadly virus, and then it's killing kids even though it's not killing kids. Besides, going online temporarily conditions and convinces people that this is a more economic way of learning, makes it easier. Hell, you don't even have to put pants on. It's wonderful. Because of a deadly virus and all the things we can do to stop the deadly virus, people accept social media, regular old media, and all of its forms, and online censorship. They accept, they demand that alternative views, that provable things that aren't part of the mainstream narrative be censored, and that people who promote them be deplatformed, screamed at, doxxed, threatened. How would you get people to participate in an illegal medical experiment? Well, people will participate in regular medical experiments. They're compensated for their time, and depending on the danger of the experiment, with some form of financial compensation. Maybe some type of medical compensation as well. Well, how would you get people to participate in a giant medical experiment using gene editing technology? You do it with psychology. You do it with coercion, persuasion, implication, and a little bit of cash. And they won't even know they're participating in an illegal medical experiment. And it won't become illegal because they consent to it because they get paid for it and it's all to fight a deadly virus. Of course, cash. How do you get people to stop using cash? You slowly shift into digital currencies, slowly shift into cards and microchips, but those are also easily lost. So what do you do? You convince people that money is in short supply because of a deadly virus. You convince people that money is not really accessible and money is also very dirty. could have been rolled up to snort some cocaine. It could have been shoved in a, in a stripper's G-string. So money's dirty. We need to switch to another form of currency. In fact, maybe we can just eliminate currency altogether because the trillionaire bankers, the enormous banking cartels, they have the entire world wrapped up with a bow on top and they've just decided to wipe clean the debt with a great financial reset, right? And they'd like to to help you out and wipe out your debt. Maybe that has something more to do with the World Economic Forum's first prediction for the world in 2030. All products will have become services. I guess the whole subject of meat is also summed up in point number five. We are eating much less meat. It's a steady incremental system. Also, there's this strange and suspicious concern that people have for a cybersecurity attack. I don't mean a legitimate concern. I mean a strange and suspicious global awareness of cybersecurity all of the sudden. The World Economic Forum has a project called Cyber Polygon. And the WEF's Center for Cybersecurity is the platform that this program is run from. It's a cybersecurity event 
that combines the world's largest technical training exercises for corporate teams and an online conference featuring senior officials from international organizations and leading corporations. The 2021 conference discusses the key risks of digitalization and best practices for the secure development of digital ecosystems. The 2021 technical exercise builds and tests the skills needed to protect our industries carrying on a targeted supply chain attack. We've seen supply lines get shut down and stifled because of a deadly disease, but that's okay. The artificial scarcity that is created is okay. It's because of a deadly disease. All the things from the agenda known as the 21st century, Agenda 21 to Agenda 2030 to reports from Stanford to university, the changing images of man, think tank groups, various institutes, foundations that publish these suggestions for society, these policies, things like we need to change our world into a post-industrial system, into a post-human system. We need to merge with machines, Silicon Valley tells us. So, before all the deadly viruses were released, all the pandemic nonsense, we had plans and drills for pandemics. We had exercises, Event 201, Crimson Contagion, and of course, one of the four Rockefeller scenarios, Lockstep. Now, before what seems like an impending cyber attack on more than one institution at a time. The cyber polygon exercise is run by the World Economic Forum, and in 2021, it's centered on targeted supply chain attacks. And as we witness the cyber polygon exercise, we also notice a few things. This year, President Biden suspended an executive order 13920 from the former president, Donald Trump, signed in May of 2020. That order prohibited federal agencies and U.S. entities from acquiring, transferring, or installing bulk power systems equipped that might pose an unacceptable risk to national security or public safety. Why would you suspend that order? That sounds like a nonpartisan issue. But it was suspended despite the fact that only a few months after the order was signed, in December of 2020, the Solar Winds hack was disclosed. A hack that affected the National Nuclear Security Administration, the U.S. Department of Energy, which is responsible for overseeing the nation's nuclear stockpile, and the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, among others, including corporations. That was revealed in December of 2020. A few weeks later, Joe Biden suspended an executive order relating to the bulk power system 
equipment, and things that were considered to be an unacceptable risk to national security. I don't know. Technologies coming from countries like China, for example. And then we had a disaster in Texas. We had some of the worst winter weather anyone in Texas has ever seen. We had shutdowns of power because the federal government said increasing power in this time of emergency would lead to an increase in things like greenhouse gas. Pollutants. So people were charged thousands and thousands of dollars or people just died. The power companies so that they weren't in control because they had been commanded by the federal government to shut the power off. And the power that remained skyrocketed as a result. Just like when you control food and try to put price controls on food. Food becomes scarce and the food that exists that you can access is so expensive you can't afford it. Now, after we had the solar winds hack exposed and there was a suspension on a very important executive order dealing with the power grid and Texas experienced this horrible winter storm and massive electric bills, we saw two other hacks. We saw a hack of the Colonial Pipeline Company on April 29th. On May 7th, an employee in Colonial's control room saw a ransom note demanding cryptocurrency. So the Colonial Company paid the hackers, supposedly part of a cyber crime group known as Darkside, $4.4 million in ransom. Just a few days later, same month of May, JBS, the largest supplier of beef in the world. You see what's happening yet? experienced a breach of their computer networks. They paid out $11 million to these hackers, supposedly part of a group called R-Evil, or Revel. They're also supposedly a Russian hacker gang. I don't know about you, but the SolarWinds attack was on infrastructure and data. The Colonial Pipeline attack was on oil, gas, transportation, energy. And the JBS attack was on meat, food, access to these things. So, having everything conducted digitally might be convenient and might ultimately be worth it. But when everything is connected digitally to an Internet of Things and connected to a smart grid, what happens when there's a solar flare? Well, that's probably pretty rare. What happens when there's a hack, a breach of those computer networks? According to a report published on June 4th from Bloomberg, the hack attack that took down the largest fuel pipeline in the U.S. and led to shortages across the East Coast was the result of a single compromised password, according to a cybersecurity consultant who responded to the attack. 
a single compromised password, and potentially a single compromised username. Brought down the entire East Coast Colonial Pipeline, brought down the entire East Coast's fuel supply, which led to panic buying and, of course, just generalized fear. It's not very smart, it would seem, to connect everything to a system that is so vulnerable that some militant cybersecurity gangs in Russia can just remotely hack into it all the time, anytime they want, and not only hack into it, but be paid $4.4 million in one case, Colonial, or $11 million in the case of JBS. That's a lot of money. That's incentive for hackers to continue to do this among so many other things, among so many other problems and implications. And now, the G7 summit was all about how we should move to nuclear energy. They say only nuclear fits the bill of affordable and around-the-clock proven energy. That is low carbon. Connect all of that to a grid to an IOT. Make the mistake of having one compromised password, one compromised username, and the whole system collapses. If we're all being connected to this computer-like system, this smart grid, and a single password can compromise the whole thing, it doesn't seem very secure to me. But I think that there's a more occult, esoteric component to this, considering what the word polygon actually means and how it relates to the effects of such a cyber attack and how that would affect the average person, the average consumer, how it would affect countries, governments, etc. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Stay with us. We'll be back. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM and join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients even those in your pet food with free solutions to better health then check out food philosophy all three of these books are available in soft cover or pdf at 
www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of my books. For the month of June, home of the summer solstice, you can submit a one-time donation of only $45 and get a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping. For those of you who want to consistently support the show, you can subscribe for a monthly donation and get the same access to the archive. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donation Subscribe tab at the top of the page. If you're just interested in the books, you can find each one of those on the website as well. And if you have any questions, you can email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. Thank you so much for supporting The Secret Teachings over the years. I look forward to keeping you company through all the late nights and early mornings for many years to come. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash the secret teachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excuse me, ma'am. Do you know what's in that Krabby Patty you're eating? No. See that? Without all your smoke and mirrors, no one would stomach this garbage. What do you say? Garbage? A whistleblower has come forward to tell consumers about the ground beef a lot of us buy at the supermarket. Is it what we think it is, or is it padded with a filler the whistleblower calls pink slime? Where's the beef? The next time you get a footlong at Subway with chicken on it, ask what you're actually biting into. The Canadian Broadcasting Corporation tested chicken at five major fast food restaurants. Wendy's, McDonald's, you get the idea. Most of the scores were between 85 and 90% chicken DNA. And then there's Subway. Two popular chicken sandwiches they serve had only about half chicken DNA. Subway's results were so shocking, the team tested them again. So what else is in the meat? Soy. That's according to the DNA testing. Well, two customers at Subway say there wasn't tuna in their tuna sandwich, and they are suing the sandwich shop. So we did our own test to see what's between the bread. Subway, eat fresh. Court papers say independent testing shows the products are made from anything but tuna and are instead a mixture 
of various concoctions that have been blended together Fresh. to imitate the appearance of tuna. Fresh. Pink slime. Along with the fact that it contains no real pumpkins, other ingredients used to make the PSL. Most notably, Caramel Color 4. This additive was, quote, made with ammonia and considered a carcinogen. People like meat, and that's what we think, what we believe. You can eat meat as much as you want, only it is meat without uh, the use of any. Would you support changing the dietary guidelines? The, the, yes. You know, the food pyramid. But people yes. Like, yes. To reduce red meat specifically. Yes, I would. Cockroach milk. It's real, and it's being called the new superfood. Overpopulation and food shortages. A scientist is suggesting maggot sausage as a meat alternative. Sustainable protein production lies with insects and new plant sources. I haven't had real butter since I was a little girl. What'd you get here? A government supply train on its way to Chancellor Sutton. <laughs> Court papers say independent testing shows the products are made from anything but tuna. Where's the beef? Subway's results were so shocking, the team tested them again. So what else is in the meat? Soy. That's according to the DNA testing. Pink slime. Subway, eat fresh. Without all your smoke and mirrors, no one would stomach this garbage. You're listening to The Secret Teachings I'm your host, Ryan Gable. The Secret Teachings broadcasts Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. You can visit our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, to get access to our show archive, our montages, and more. If you miss the show, you want to subscribe, go to the website today. You can sign up for a week, a month, or a year. When you sign up for a year, you also get a copy of one of my books. Those books are on the website for individual purchase as well. Your subscription, your book purchase supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Those books are called Food Philosophy, Occult Arcana, and The Technological Elixir. If you're interested in what we're discussing tonight, all of this is broken down in detail in The Technological Elixir, including a section about the World Economic Forum's eight predictions for the year 2030. One of them is, you'll be eating... Much less meat. Number five, we are eating much less meat, says the World Economic Forum. But if you're eating at Subway, you might already be eating a lot less meat and a lot less fish. Much less than you thought you were eating when you ordered a chicken sandwich or when you ordered a tuna sandwich. According to a 2017 report... DNA researchers at Trent University's Wildlife Forensic DNA Laboratory conducted testing on samples of chicken from the roasted chicken sandwich and chicken strips from Subway. The information was shared through a CBC Marketplace episode. They found, quote, the oven-roasted chicken scored 53.6% chicken DNA. The rest was filler, and the chicken strips were found to have just 42.8% chicken DNA. The rest was filler. The majority of the remaining DNA, soy. Chicken sandwiches at Subway, according to that report, contain about half of the actual product and half filler, including soy. Obviously, if you're allergic to soy, that would be some information that you might need access to. Subway didn't tell you that, though. Subway probably didn't tell their workers that. Well, now Subway is being sued for their tuna sandwich, and it might be to Subway's 
credibility into Subway's defense, a frivolous lawsuit. But Subway is being sued because their tuna sandwich reportedly doesn't contain any tuna. According to a report published in the New York Times, quote, no amplifiable tuna DNA was present in the sample, and so we obtained no amplification products from the DNA. Therefore, we cannot identify the species. In that case, there's no tuna in the tuna sandwich. Now, once you move beyond the marketing, the advertisements, the corporations, the lawyers, the changing of words and definitions and how things are allowed to legally be written and sold without it being consumer fraud, once you get past all of that, you get past the milk industry saying milk only comes from cows and a hamburger and even hamburger alternatives, any kind of burger has to come from ground beef. Once you get past all of that, the semantics, the definitions, the symbols, the magical nature of language, you find a bit of irony on two levels. On one level, you find irony because people that are going to eat this meat, whether they like it or they think they're going to boost their protein intake, are actually receiving filler and soy at least at Subway. And the same is, I'm very sure, true for a lot of other so-called fast food restaurants or what I call in my book, Food Philosophy, available on the website. I call it fake food fast because that's what I think it is. The other thing that I think is ironic is that so many people who are opposed to even the notion of conspiracy, who apparently can't read the World Economic Forum's website, they can't hear what Klaus Schwab says, they can't hear what Prince Charles and all the professors say, or people like Bill Gates, they just can't hear and comprehend and process the information that according to the World Economic Forum, by 2030, we are eating much less meat. And the irony of the situation is a lot of the meat that we eat now isn't even completely meat. And so they tell you in exchange for the meat, because we have to save the planet, you'll have to eat alternatives to meat. And it starts out with soy. And you find that some people that are promoting the alternatives to meat not only eat meat themselves, but have major investments in the soy, major investments in genetically modified crops that produce the soy burgers, investments in climate altering and climate engineering, and major investments in farmland, people like Mr. Bill Gates, who's now disappearing from the spotlight because clearly the average person is very aware of what Bill Gates is all about. How about cockroach milk? How about maggot sausage or maggot ice cream? Would you eat that peasant? I mean, you thought peasant food was rice or potatoes or root vegetables. Peasant food now is processed, perhaps genetically altered, but processed gruel, maggots, cockroaches. You will eat them and you will like them. You will own nothing and you will like it. Now, you might think, 
Well, Ryan, you're talking about the World Economic Forum. I've heard this before. I've heard this conspiracy. It's not what you're saying it is. Okay, well, I don't know what you think I'm saying it is, but the World Economic Forum says we're going to eat less meat. And I think it's just kind of ironic that Subway and even Starbucks, for that matter, with their pumpkin spice latte, but Subway, in terms of meat, their chicken sandwiches, their tenders, their tuna doesn't really contain the chicken or the tuna that you think it does, according to the DNA analysis from 2017 and from recent reports. But let's move beyond the irony, shall we? Meat is just one component of this. Eventually, the World Economic Forum says we're going to own nothing. That we're going to have everything become a service. There's no more product. And that there will be no more United States. There's only a handful of global powers. Global superpowers. And the values of Western civilization... In other words, enlightenment, freedom, equality, justice, etc. The things being used and chanted for to invoke golems and egregores to destroy that system. Those components of Western civilization must end. Because we need to bring the world together and reset everything. People are excited about this financial reset. I've heard about this for years. You really think trillionaires, banking cartels, are going to just relieve all of your debt? Sure, they'll relieve it for a barcode or a microchip, literally or figuratively. Hell, they don't even have to do that. All they have to do is convince you there's a virus on a piece of money or that your local gas station's out of change. So everything has to be converted to digitals and cryptocurrencies and everything has to be controlled. I don't believe Bitcoin is the solution to your financial problems. I think it's a Trojan horse. You can say it's decentralized. I think it's very centralized. I don't buy Bitcoin literally or symbolically, intellectually. I don't buy it. What about all the other things we've talked about tonight? How do you get people to stop driving and stop flying and stop breathing? Put them on lockdown. Convince them there's a deadly virus. How do you get people to go and educate themselves fully online in monitored networks where everything is censored? And people not only are okay with the censorship, they cheer for it, they ask for it, they request it, they demand it. How do you get people to participate in forced medical experimentation with gene editing technology? Switch to a digital currency or accept food shortages and turn to alternatives of meat. Turn to cockroach milk or maggot sausage. Well, it's all about a deadly virus or something to that effect. And while we turn our attention to those things, start noticing little breakthroughs. And the idea that there's no such thing as a conspiracy, there's no such thing as an organized movement to reset the entirety of human civilization. JBS is the largest beef supplier in the world. JBS just paid, a little over a week ago, $11 million to a hacker group called Revel, R 
E-V-I-L. Supposedly a Russian hacker gang that breached its computer networks. Now, they got them back up relatively quickly. But they paid $11 million to this hacker group. The hack occurred in May, just last month, of 2021. JBS is the largest beef supplier in the world. Pay attention. Cyber attacks on the largest beef supplier in the world. Now, how about the Colonial Pipeline, supplier of gasoline of oil to most of the eastern United States? Joe Biden shut down the Keystone Pipeline because apparently it's more economical to move things in trains and big trucks, just like I guess it's better for the environment to mine for precious materials for car batteries. That, I guess, is more environmentally friendly. But the Colonial Pipeline was shut down because of hacks. And according to Bloomberg, on June 4th, 2021, the hackers breached Colonial Pipeline using compromised password singular, a single compromised password. An employee on May 7th found on a control room computer a ransom note. Demanding cryptocurrency. Colonial, just like JBS, paid the BS to another so-called Russian cybercrime group called Darkside to the tune of $4.4 million. And now... The G7, the G7 summit, June 14th, 2021. Leaders of the G7 countries, Canada, UK, United States, etc., committed to an overwhelmingly decarbonized power system in the 2030s and to actions to accelerate this. Addressing the G7's commitment to phase out coal, Sam Blabao Yeleon, Director General, World Nuclear Association, said if the G7 nations are committed to phasing out coal, then they will need to replace it with a low-carbon, affordable, and around-the-clock proven energy source. Only nuclear fits the bill. The G7 summit said, and this is a press release, the G7 agreement also pledged to accelerate progress on nuclear power in those countries opting to use it, alongside action on electrification and batteries, hydrogen, carbon capture, usage and storage, zero-emission aviation and shipping as part of a technology-driven transition to net zero. Just like electrical cars, just like shutting down the Keystone Pipeline. Are these people serious? Nuclear technology is better because it doesn't produce carbon dioxide. How about the spent fuel rods? How about the nuclear waste that you might have learned on our Idaho National Laboratory show we did a few weeks ago? It's in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. Waste from the Hanford lab, a lot of which has been taken to Idaho, 
is still being cleaned up. The Idaho National Lab is still cleaning up messes they made in the 40s. They're not expecting that cleanup to be done until 2100. 2100. 70 years beyond the 2030 agenda. And also, from what I understand, it's pretty dangerous and it's very polluting to mine for uranium. Are these people serious? Do they want to switch to nuclear because it's safer and cleaner? I guess that depends on how you define clean and what you consider to be dirty. I guess carbon dioxide is dirty because they want to decarbonize the world. They want to shut off the life support systems by eliminating the oxygen of plants. So the G7 wants nuclear technology. And they want to connect all of this. They want to connect the nuclear plants. They want to connect... Your phones, your computers, your tablets, your smart devices, your smart grid, your car, your TV, your bank account to a smart grid system controlled by AI in what is called the Internet of Things, a digital sub-reality, an alternate form of physical reality, as Samsung said, a 6G world where there will be digital replicants of people and places, where if there's any chance of a cyber attack, as the World Economic Forum was worried and so concerned that they held their cyber polygon exercise, and then we have major hacks of the largest meat producer in the world, JBS and Colonial, that supplies oil to the east coast of the United States. And as all this is happening to... The White House rolls back executive orders that protects the power grid. And then in Texas, power prices skyrocket. And now, as we began the show tonight, Texans are facing a predicament. They have been opted into a program, some of them without their knowledge, where companies like Smart Savers Texas or promotions from companies called Energy Hub, Smart Savers Texas, which are part of the the, the, the ERCOT company, can literally turn your thermostat up or down because it's a smart thermostat. And when there's the need for energy conservation, they can control your power. They can control your thermostat, your phone, your TV. Samsung admits it. If cybersecurity is really the biggest threat, if digital intrusions are really the biggest threat, Why would we want to connect our power system to it, all of our data and all of our information, our food system? And why would we want to connect dangerous nuclear technologies to it? Hell, solar winds, the solar winds hack, that affected the Department of Energy. It affected the National Nuclear Security Administration. It affected the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. And if we connect all this, the question is, why would we do that if a single password, one password, that password could have been XYZ123, a single password, according to Bloomberg, on June 4th, 4th, 2021, just a couple weeks ago, a single password compromised the entire pipeline for the eastern coast of the United States. A single password could compromise the entire pipeline energy sector it could compromise all meat production as in the case of jbs which 
don't worry, it was run by a Russian hacker group. No, these are beta tests. These are beta tests like Event 201 was a beta test for COVID-19, a pandemic. These are beta tests for cyber polygon. And you know what polygon means? You connect everything to a smart grid. You merge man with machine. And a single password can compromise that whole system and effectively cut humanity off at the source. Do you know what polygon means? Polygon breaks down in Greek from polyganon, which means neuter. And if you look up the word neuter, neuter is a non-fertile cast of social insect, like the ones that Klaus Schwab and billionaire elitists and Kamala Harris and others, they want us to eat the insects and they'd want us to drink the cockroach milk. A neuter is a non-fertile cast of social insect. It renders ineffective. It deprives of vigor and force. A cyber polygon, I think, is important considering that when you connect everything to the digital realm and it becomes that easily hackable, that easily compromised, it seems asinine and counterproductive. It seems dangerous and seems actually something along the lines of The word apocalyptic, it seems like it could be civilization ending. If everything's connected to a smart grid and having a single password leaked, as in the case of Colonial, that could lead to a global shutdown. Our world would be effectively neutered, just like us. So remember, tonight as you think about this, and as we shift into part two tomorrow night, talking about the smart meters and smart technology more specifically, as I defined and described in my book, The Technological Elixir, which you can get at thesecretteachings.info. Remember to have your humans spayed or neutered. It's all about saving the planet. It's all about a post-industrial, post-human world. And putting all of this together, looking at the official reports, official documents, and plain, pure, simple, common sense, you realize they're indeed... Is not a conspiracy theory. There indeed is a conspiracy. So take back your power, have your humans spayed or neutered, and stay tuned to The Fringe FM and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM after Lighting the Void and Joe Roop. Go to our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the show archive to get access to all the shows after they air. If you miss a show, all of them are on the website in the archive. You'll also get access to the montages and my digital books. If you subscribe for one year, you'll get access also to a physical book I will send you in the mail. Your choice, The Technological Elixir, Occult Arcana, or Food Philosophy. It's free shipping in the United States, and we do ship around the world. It's $50 for one year. It's a great deal. www.thesecretteachings.info If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com Stay safe, stay informed. Stay tuned, and we will talk to you on part two tomorrow night or in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.